Whiskey Bulldogs acknowledges that we reside on the lands of the people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. If you'd like to learn more, go to reconciliation.org.au. Gone direction! Whiteman! What about that climb? Tiny little man just sat on Max's head. To Barney Smith score. Towards goal. Barney Smith as he got the dogs in off Bradley Welcome to episode 15 of the Whiskey Bulldogs podcast, the only podcast for Bevy and Bevo enthusiasts. I'm your host, Tim Athred. Thank you for listening. This episode, I'll review the previous Bulldogs game against the Tigers and preview the upcoming Hawks and Bulldogs game on Sunday at Utah Stadium in Launceston. So there'll be post-game reactions to the bond back in form, Liam Jones saving the day, and revising the Bulldogs prospects. Hawks ruffled the feathers of the Magpies last weekend, so they'll be looking to do a number on the Dogs as well. So Dogs will need to be in full strength at Launceston this week, with the theme of the week being just that. So with no stretch of the imagination, the drama of the week will be the Launceston Distillery Cast Strength Bourbon Cask Matured. Hope you enjoy the episode. club news western bull god and assistant coach rowan smith will depart the club at the end of the 2023 season he played 300 games for the bulldogs and coached since 2012 and led the defense coaching in the 2016 premiership whiskey bulldogs wishes him all the best the aflw season is very close now starting september 1st and the bulldogs have officially launched their aflw season campaign with the Bulldogs now having full-time coaching staff, including head coach Nathan Burke, who has been able to be more involved in player development in the off-season. There is a lot of excitement around a fitter and more confident team for this season, and they are tipped to be finalists, if not underdog premiership contenders this year. Whiskey Bulldogs will be following the Bulldogs W season, so I hope you'll join me in that and we'll have some drams along the way. I'll be doing the tips and something I think will help to learn more about the game and the other teams a little bit. More will also be doing the AFLW Fantasy, so you can join me in those by joining the Whiskey Bulldogs Tipping Comp and Fantasy League. The links for these will be in the show notes and on socials. In AFL news, with Nick Dacos out injured, who was cakewalking towards a Brownlow earlier this year, the Bont could just Bradbury it especially if he leads the team through a somewhat successful finals patch. Looking at the Bulldogs' injury list, we see that Gardner's probably been carrying a few injuries all at once, so uh, more likely an out this week. And Keith is more likely an in after having uh, been out with concussion. Looks like Hayden Crozier 
is likely to become available, and Harvey Gallagher. On to the tips. Last week I got seven from nine. The ones that went the other way, perhaps for most people, was Hawks and Pies. And the other was the Giants versus Swans. It was quite a close game uh, for Toby Green's Orange Men, who did not continue their winning streak at home against the Swans. Some surprises, I guess, also were the Bombers and Eagles. A little bit more close than uh, expected. And Fremantle and Lions. It was great to see the Cats win at home against Power, but this does not bode well for the Dogs coming up in the final round. Round 22, some exciting footy coming up. Um, and I've sweated on a few of these tips. I'm going to throw caution to the win and tip Cats as roughly of the week. Magpies have suffered some losses of late against middle teams like Blues and Hawks. And Cats are on a win against Power, but at home. Also, Pies are a little untested without Nick Dacos, but I think Magpies are absolutely a fair tip. Then I'll go Bombers against Kangaroos, Swans against Suns, Lions against Crows. For the Blues-Demons match, Blues is attempting Ruffy, but I don't want to do two in one week, but I'll do it anyway because it's been quite windy in Melbourne of late, so you can throw lots of caution around. Blues are back, baby, and on a winning streak of seven, which has included Pies and Port, which is better than the Demons, on five which has included a scraped win against the Lions. Then there's the rest, uh, Frio to beat Eagles, Bulldogs to beat Hawks. Then I get to Saints and Richmond and sweat a little on that one, but choose Saints because Tigers don't like Marvel that well, And but I don't trust Saints either, so Tigers is a reasonable tip. Then Power versus Giants away at Adelaide, but Giants can win anywhere. So I'm just going to pick Power because it hasn't been that windy, but because Aaliyah is back in and Jeremy Finlayson is back in and he can kick all the goals at Adelaide, but Giants are a reasonable tip for sure with Sam Taylor leading a defence that is the best in the competition. GWS only really lost to the Swans last week because they were more accurate. Okay, that just... Was my tip blowing away in the wind, so I'm going to tip Giants. So I'll be keenly watching the Pies versus Cats, Blues versus Demons, and obviously Hawks versus the Mighty Bulldogs. And hopefully get a couple of these roughies along the way. The Bulldogs hosted Richmond on Friday night at Marvel. I couldn't get to the game this time, but watched it later. Going into the Tigers game, Dogs were on a win from the Bombers and a devastating loss from the Giants after a fairly inconsistent season. But Bevo got another win against the Tigers at Marvel, which was so important to stay in the eight. We had Liam Jones, Ed Richards and James O'Donnell in to reform the defence and Arthur Jones was in as the sub. Keith was out with concussion, Josh Bruce out with ACL, and Ryan Gardiner was out due to general soreness, and Luke Cleary was admitted. Goals each quarter, Dogs 9-2, 3-3, 4-2, and 3-3, with total scores to the Bulldogs 126-71. to 
There was an extraordinary opening quarter from the Bulldogs who dominated in possessions and an inside 50 count of 22 to 9, resulting in 9 goals to 2 in the opening term to grab a 44-point lead. Eugle Hagen scored 4 of the 9 goals. I'm sorry to say, but Richmond were pretty dull and were without key players like Dusty who were being managed. It was great to see Dogs playing 4 quarters. And finally, we saw some ball movement from defensive 50 and halfback to score. Dogs were moving fast and looking very comfortable and confident on the run, and inside 50s were getting close into the goal square. The forwards were finding the sticks. Defence was led by Liam Jones, who can just read the play and run the show down back. He got 10 intercept possessions and clean disposals, and he got big spoils, which led to repossession by the mids. James O'Donnell was doing really well in centre-half back. There's not much to say of negatives, really, as uh, the Bulldogs were not really tested that much or absorbed pressure, which was a good sign. Best on ground for the Bulldogs. Uh, the Bont clearly with three goals, 32 disposals, nine tackles, 10 clearances, 16 contested possessions, 549 metres gained, 10 inside 50s and 11 score involvements. Followed closely by Libba with 31 disposals, 12 tackles, 10 clearances, 18 contested possessions, 516 metres gained, 12 inside 50s and 10 score involvements. For the goals, Yuga Hagen ended up with 5, Bontepelli 3, Norton 3, Lobb 2, West 2, Caleb Daniel with 2, Waitman 1 and English with 1. We'll run through the quarters, really it's just a brief one here. Um, first quarter seemed like a cakewalk for dogs. And in the second quarter, the Tigers turned on the pressure and got 15 to 12 inside 50s. I think then dogs were just able to absorb that. In the third quarter, you had Anthony Scott out with concussion and Arthur Jones in. And then dogs really were just consistent and had done enough and were holding possession for the rest of the game. It was pretty straightforward. Dogs' defensive woes of late were nullified by being more aggressive through the midfield, but Tigers were never really on to present many problems for the Dogs. The first term set the tone early, and then they were able to change the game to be even more aggressive, pushing the bond forward. The next game against an inform Hawks away in Launceston will test the consistency of the Dogs to stay in control of their footy in the final stages of the season. It's round 22. Hawks will host Bulldogs at Utah Stadium in Launceston, Tasmania on Sunday at 1.10pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. In Libba's words, it's win or bust this game, really for the Bulldogs to stay in a tight race for the top eight. Last time Bulldogs played the Hawks, round seven this season, Bulldogs 95-65. to Round 23 last year, Bulldogs won 87-64. And round 15, same season, Bulldogs 125-83. to So Dogs have won the last five of the six games against the Hawks, and hopefully history serves us well. Coming off a win against the Tigers, Bulldogs will be looking to show some consistency with a functioning defence and the forwards finding some form. 
They would rather forget the loss to the Giants and Swans before that, but will be buoyed against wins against similarly placed teams as the Hawks. Also, Hawks are coming off a big win with no injuries, but against those at the top of the ladder in Collingwood, 106-73, who have looked a little bit shaky of late. Before that, they lost to the Saints, Tigers and Giants and won against Kangaroos. Hawks will be looking to play a similar game as they did with Collingwood against the Dogs. Unlike last week where the Tigers forwards are somewhat short, the Hawks forwards in Ryan, Lewis, Scrimshaw are on the taller side, so Dogs' defence might be slightly disadvantaged, unless of course we bring in Keith O'Donnell and Liam Jones, and someone maybe like a Jed Buslinger to make a debut, or have a plan B with Aaron Norton down back if the contest is not going our way. Perhaps James O'Donnell can stay in the centre-half forward position and Keith can support Jones closer to the goal square. And would you just look at that. The Dogs released a 26-man squad just at the time of recording and James O'Donnell is in the centre-half back position and Alex Keith further back with Liam Jones. Interesting that there's West at full forward in place of Cody Waitman. So there's quite a few listed on the interchange, including notably Jack McRae, Caleb Daniel, and then there's Latham Vandermeer, Arthur Jones, Oscar Baker, Buku Kamas, Luke Cleary, and Jordan Sweet. Bulldogs have been on form in clearances in contest and inside 50s. If their defense can hold up, I think Bulldogs should win. Now, Hawks will be looking to take the bond out of the game like they did to Nick Dacos last week in Finn McGuinness. McGuinness kept Dacos to just five disposals in 67 minutes when they were matched up. That's like hero to zero numbers. That's like a little tag becoming a billboard on the side of the road that is dangerously distracting and causes vehicle pileups if not taken down. If our center bounce clearance goes Hawksway, say after successfully tagging the bond like they did against Dacos and Collingwood, then they're in with a good chance. But I think Bont can show here that he is the better player than Dacos. You know McGuinness might win some here and there, so we might have to use our trump card against him. And that is Libba, who just does his job to clear and will run through that billboard with his head down. Even if the center clearance is taken out of the dogs game while nullifying and tagging of the Bont, at least a good amount of the time, Hawks haven't been scoring as well from forward 50 chains, so their efficiency inside 50 might be a disadvantage, unless they do turn it around. But Hawks win if they score from defensive 50 and run through the midfield, if the dogs do not get the defense right and don't stay on the tall Hawks forwards. All in all, I think it'll be a close game, but Bulldogs will be able to do it, as a lot will have to go Hawks way. I'm certainly not betting the whiskey collection on the Bulldogs winning this week, because they can't be trusted in recent form, but I'd wager a bottle of Glenfiddich 12. The final team will be announced Friday 5pm, so hopefully the dogs can fly at full strength to Launceston. So, time to pour a dram now. I've got here the Launceston Distillery Cast Strength Bourbon Cask Matured. It is at 61% and is batch H1718. On my Tassie trip 
late last year. I had the pleasure of going to Launceston Distillery, which is based in Hangar 17 at the airport. Uh, they have an absolutely cracking range of whiskies, including this bourbon cask matured. We'll go straight into a tasting of this. The color is uh, deep gold, and on the nose, extremely cakey, vanilla-y, and like a green apple, like orchard fruit on the palate. It's uh, got a very oily mouth feel. Um, very malty, very butter cakey, lots of orchard fruit, pear, apple, and that finish is a little spicy, but not too much. Uh, ginger, pepper, and I'll just pop a touch of water in this because uh, it is at cast strength. Let's see what happens. Um, at the front end, it's really opened up to be a more sweeter cakey and orchard fruity dram um and it's actually toned down the spicy the spicy finish so yeah it's quite it's quite nice actually uh, just a tiny dash of water in there too so the launceston is a straight up but simple Extremely elegant dram from Tasmania. I think if you've tried a Speyside Glen, like Glenfiddich, Glenlivet or Glen Grant, but looking for something Australian a heck of a lot better, then you'll love this Launceston bourbon cask, either straight up at cast strength or, you know, if you want a bit more spice or with a dash of water, if you want more sweet. But if you don't like the idea of or the price of the car strength, then you can get the regular strength as well and have a great time. What you do get for your extra dollars if it had a cast or regular strength is the mouthfeel and with that more flavor and at least 10 times the dram. So it, it ends up being much better value than your Glens. This goes from a whiskey worth trying to a whiskey that gives us a lot of joy or will to live, if you quote Jim Murray for reference. Um, this exact batch, H17-18, scored a 96 with the infamous Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible this year. Whereas your Glenfiddich 12, that is in every bar around the world, got a measly 82. And again, for reference, a 98 is better than anything Jim has ever tasted ever. And he writes a whole Bible on this. Again, for reference, the highly coveted Sullivan's Cove French Oak Cast HH509 scored 96.5 in 2012 and now goes for about $4,000 if you can find one at auction. So at a measly 200 bucks for this car strength or a penny pinching $150 for the regular, that's not even two bottles of the super globalized Glenfiddich 12. So you're basically making money and getting leveled up on will to live points. And there's the charm of getting one from a tiny hangar in Launceston. Or you can just pick up the Glen Grant 15 year old for 130 bucks, which scored 97 this year. Damn it. But it's not like me, like Jim's rating scale now, do we? Damn it, just buy the one from Launceston if you live in Australia because it's closer, so it's better for the environment. There you go. Launceston Distillery is crafted by artisans. Get joy in life. Save the panda melons of Tassie and the drafts in Africa at the same time. Tourists in space, I don't need saving. They're doing okay. 
Hopefully the Bulldog squad can have a wee dram of this liquid gold at Hangar 17 on the way home from Launceston to celebrate their win. I mean, it's right there at the airport. It'd be rude not to. the end of the episode thank you so much for listening i've been tim Alfred and you've been a great audience to follow socials instagram and twitter search whiskey bulldogs send me a message that way or email me or feel free to join and post in the whiskey bulldogs facebook group i've loved your posts of whiskey doggies and footy related adventures so far and also love reading your thoughts on whiskey bulldogs Hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your fantastic podcasts. Search Whiskey Bulldogs. On the Spotify platform, you can even send me a voice message or a question, and you might even get on the pod. I hope to make this pod more about you and what you want to hear. It means a lot, and thank you so much for your support and being a friend of the podcast. Go on, pour yourself a wee dram, and enjoy the footy. Until next time, cheers. Slange. Sante. Go dogs. Go dogs.